Oh, cool. It's great yeah. if you can get it. Oh, the people who measure my life can get it. Hello, my name is Jim. Hello, my name is Kirsty. And we're trying to escape, escape Hamilton. Hamilton in season two form. Season two form. We didn't really stop. We just sort of got a bit lazy over the holidays. But now we're back for yeah. season two. It's a new season because we say so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a say so uh, we we say so and see so. Ah <laughs> uh, yes, the the four say sons: <laughs> summer, winter, autumn, and sprang. sprang. Oh, sprang! Sprang. I like sprang better. That's right. Season two. We are doing escape rooms from outside of Hamilton. Mm -hmm. We are going to be going to some of the neighboring regions, cities, towns, villas. Not villas, villages. We're going to other places. Yes. And this week we went to Matamata. Which is the home of Hobbiton, mm -hmm. for those of you playing at home. And as soon as you are driving into Matamata, you can see like, oh, this is why they picked this spot to be Hobbiton in the Lord of the Rings movies. The Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, it really has got that luscious hilly green vibe going on pastoral provincial pepperoni <laughs> keep going provolone i'm just getting hungry now well we better talk quickly before you get too hungry oh, it's okay i had an egg and it's convenient that we're coming off our summer holidays because this was a very summer holiday e room that we did. It was indeed, Jim. It was Nana Jan's Kiwi Batch. Now, Kirsty, I'm not from New Zealand, so the word batch was a bit of a mystery to me because I know batches as in like a batch of bread cakes or a batch of beer. But batch means something else in mm. New Zealand, does it not? It does, it does indeed. Um, a batch is essentially a second home by the beach. But there's also a connotation of the batch being small and basic. And so if you were to say beach house, that wouldn't quite conjure up the same picture as a batch. Or, as they say in the South Island, a crib. Yeah, MTV's Cribs is very different in New Zealand. It's just <laughs> taking people around lovely, kitschy cottages. And the other thing that tripped me up is that the word is spelt B-A-C-H, which to me is Bach, as in Johann Sebastian. Mm. So when I saw Nana Jan's Kiwi Bach, it's a combination of beach lifestyle and classical composer. Mm. What is this? Yeah, well, I don't know the etymology of the word, but... I would hazard a guess that it has something to do with bachelors. Ooh. Mm. See, the thing that my brain went to is that it's a beach without the E. It's your, <laughs> it's your birch. Your, I'm going to the birch. To the birch. To, to the birch. To the birch. <laughs> what we're trying to say is that the room had a cute seaside cottage vibe. Mm. Yeah, lots of 
crochet blankets and mm-hmm. 1970s wallpaper. Yeah. Yeah. And as we came into the room, the briefing was very light. Yes. There wasn't any briefing in terms of sort of safety instructions beyond that we had agreed to follow the rules when we made the booking. And the briefing was, you're going to get out of that door and you're going to try and do it by finding Kev the Kiwi Mm. and putting him in his cage. And that was the extent of the briefing. So I I think that worked for me because the setting was so clear. It was so distinct that you arrive outside a cottage and there's astroturf and there's lots of sort of cute cottage things like garden gnomes and uh, hobby hobby supplies. No, th- th- what's the what's the word for stuff? Like sports gear? Sports gear. Yeah. There we go. But see, I don't think of like fishing as a sport or True. like diving as a sport. Mm. But now that I think about it, this makes me think of where in the world is Carmen San Diego from 1992 mm. where you had to find out the criminal's hobbies slash sports and fishing and diving were definitely there so you know i'm in the wrong here (laughs) i'm in the wrong anyway that's why i couldn't remember the word sports gear but what i'm trying to say is that this room is delightfully dressed it's real it's real cute yeah and now that i think about it there was no mention of red tape or red dots in the briefing and I don't think there were any red dots in the room. No, not no. that I can remember. Yeah, I think it was very well made in that anything we weren't supposed to touch was we were unable to touch anyway. Would yeah. you agree? I would, I would absolutely agree. Mm. It was really solidly designed to feel real, mm. but also uh, to support solving the puzzles that it was stripped back enough that you didn't need to search through tons and tons of things but it was still filled enough that it felt like a real space. It was mm. convincing. Yeah, it was It was a very reassuring environment, both in-world and out-of-world. Yeah, we yeah. as soon as we walked in, we thought, like, this is so chill. Yeah. We could just spend time here and be happy. Funny you should use the word chill, because my only <laughs> complaint was, okay, so we were on the way, we decided to do this room on the way to the beach, and so we were wearing, like, shorts and dresses, and we didn't have any jumpers, and we walked in, and the air conditioning was cranking. Yeah, yeah. it was It was real cold in there. Yeah. So the, the person behind the counter gave us our briefing, said, you're trying to get out, you can use this door if you need to escape, this is where the fire escape is. Any questions? questions and like yes uh can we turn the air conditioning down please yes please because immediately you notice how cold it is yes and the interesting thing about that is there was actually a thermometer attached to the wall oh yeah yeah and for a second i thought huh i wonder if it's this cold because the thermometer's temperature indication is a clue and then when you asked the room attendant to turn off the air conditioning and she was like, yep. I was like, oh, well, it's obviously not a clue if, yeah. if the temperature is not important. Yeah. Mm. Well, I assume that they had it on cold because it was a hot summer's day. Yes. But also I think we were the first session of the day. Right. They'd only just opened. So maybe it had been left on overnight mm. and they didn't realize quite the temperature. Anyway. Anyway. That concludes temperature cast. <laughs> Um, so the, it was separated into three areas Mm -hmm. as is somewhat common in escape rooms. 
And the first area was outside, mm. quote unquote outside. And so there was AstroTurf and a shed and a huge decal on the wall of the beach and the ocean. Yeah. And that was lovely. Mm. And we could see the exterior of the batch. And our first step was to try and get in. Yeah. Now that I think about it, Camp Amity at Confinement and Utter Graziness at Escape HQ both also have AstroTurf in them. And they are both incredibly wholesome and cute in Mm. terms of their production design. I wonder if there's something about AstroTurf that's just cute. I I think there is. I mean, didn't the Brady Bunch have AstroTurf? I, Kirsty, that's a show that people have seen. You're that's asking the wrong person. <laughs> I'm sorry. I forgot that you haven't seen things that people have seen. Well, that's it's your rule. It <laughs> is my rule. I need to follow it. But also, Brady Bunch aren't wholesome. They're clearly terrifying. They're all white supremacists. Okay. So. <laughs> They've got the look. They do have the look. But then again, Jim, so do we. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Y- yes, the first puzzle is to get into the house, and there are a couple of steps involved in that. One was cracking open a combination lock that unlocked the thing that helped you get the key to get inside. Mm. And that combination lock, you needed to find some <laughs> which were distributed around this little outdoor area. And each of them had a number written on the bottom and you needed to find the right color to go with the right spot on the lock. And it was strange because some of the had the same colors on them. So you're like, wait, do I take this color or that color? And some of them were identical. So it was sort of a limited scope guessing game about trying to find the right number from a narrow pool, which was odd because there wasn't really a a puzzle to it beyond sort of trial and error. It's like we were almost being encouraged to brute force it. I mean, you were the one who cracked the lock, but given that we were using trial and error with these different clues to find the right combination, it's like they were saying, yeah, it's, it's fine if you... If you're not sure, but you just try something. Yeah, I don't know, because to me, brute forcing is sort of ignoring the clue mm. and just sort of working on the mechanics of the lock. Mm. Yeah, well, when I say brute forcing, oftentimes we've had um, three out of four of the numbers of a combination, so we'll just spin through the last yeah, four true. rather than trying to bang our head against the wall and solve a puzzle that we're not getting. Mm. And I think encouraging that sort of mindset, like you can either solve the clue or you can solve most of the clue and then just trial and error it, is not a bad attitude to endow your players with. Mm. I found this first puzzle, it put me on edge a little bit because it seemed to be not as precise as Mm. the later puzzles, as pretty much all of the later puzzles were. And so I lost a little bit of faith because I was worried that all of the puzzles were going to be this kind of trial and error thing. But that was okay because every single other puzzle won my faith back full fold. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Mm. 
yeah, the when you get this combination lock open, the next thing you find is a tool that helps you uh, sort of break into the house uh, a little bit. And the way you break in is charming as heck. Yeah, it's like slapstick almost. Yeah, it was something out of Wallace and Gromit. Maybe. Yes, you look at it and go, "No, surely you can't." Okay. Yeah. And it's a very physical, dexterous puzzle, mm. which is silly and fun and all very in theme. Yes. Yes. You utilize some of the sports gear? Yeah. 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 I think that's fair to say. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Yeah. And so that gets you into the second section of the room, which is the kitchen lounge area. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And so you've got some board games, you've got an old telly. Uh, you've got a kitchen with tea cozies and kettles and things. <laughs> and you've got the radio playing charming 50s guitar music. Mm. And like a lot of escape rooms we've been in, if there's music playing, it's... <laughs> and this was like a lovely 50s doo-wop. Yeah, yeah. It was very calm Everything was fine. We were just going to tinker with these puzzles. Yeah. See how far we got. And what did we do in that room? I feel like we were in that room for quite a brief amount of time before we found our way into the next one. Well, I think the music helped us relax and we Mm. got into the swing of things Mm. because our brains weren't being fried by high stakes music. So we put together that one of the board games went with one of the things outside mm. and that gave us a code that opened the next door because Nana Jan clearly has a batch and it's low stakes and it's chill, but she does have a security pad to get <laughs> from her kitchen to her bedroom. Well, yeah, Nana Jan is a prepper. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's there's a lot of intricate details about Nana Jan. Yeah. I wonder a lot about Nana Jan because she has this security pad in the middle. So mm. She's got a panic room. Mm-hmm. And she also owns Kev the Kiwi, who is uh, a national TV star. Yes. Apparently. Yes. And she plays games of Scrabble against herself. And she has favorite sports teams. And she has an old television with a new flat screen TV stuck inside it. She's an enigma. Who is this woman? I think Nana Jan is a spy. I was just thinking that, like spy kids territory. Like you find out that your grandmother is a super secret agent. Yes. And you find out that she's been training you to be a spy (sighs) in the guise of helping you do fun activities. Oh, my God. We need to write this movie. (laughs) Hell yeah, we do. Nana Jan's Kiwi Breakout. Mm. So this is a safe house where she's helping Kev the Kiwi hide out. Oh. Yeah, from Kev's evil stalker. Oh. Yeah. Who is? Who obviously is Polly the possum. (laughs) That's Because possums eat kiwis, I think. That's why they're such a pest in New Zealand, even though they're a beloved animal in Australia. (laughs) Anyway, we get into the bedroom slash study through Mm. the high security keypad Keypad. and immediately find some more puzzles and things to play with. Mm -hmm. Uh, We collected a bunch of 
and I'll probably bleep that out, and put them in the right spot, which unlocks a draw. That was pretty cool. You put these, you put them in the right place, and you hear a clunk, and you're like, ah, "There are secrets." Yeah. In fact, um, a lot of puzzles open different drawers. Mm, that yes. was cool. That was really cool, and there were clues inside, but there were also sort of nanarish things, like yes, some a big, big pair of undies, big undies, <laughs> yeah, and a, another crocheted blanket. Yeah, mm. um, I thought I thought the undies were a really lovely touch because assuming there's going to be like kids coming through, like, oh my god, look at this, there's undies. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Uh, yeah, spectacular. Um, it was around about the third room where we decided to ask for a hint. Oh yes, yes, yes it is. Mm. Well, I'm going to get on my skateboard and go down to the dairy, which is in the middle of Hinterland. If there's a clue. Don't understand, come with me to Hinterland. So we actually got our first hint right at the beginning. Yeah, that's right. Because the room attendant gave us the very short briefing and then said, would you like to start with a hint? And I never turn down a hint when it's offered for free. And so she gave us our first hint and then... Which was sort of indicating like... Look for these types of objects. Yes. They will help you. Extremely helpful. And I think that got us off to a roaring start. Mm. Mm. And then any subsequent hints were available via a red rotary telephone machine. This was lovely. This <laughs> yeah. is a really lovely touch that when you wanted a hint, you pick up the phone, there's a dialing tone, and then the person answers and gives you your hint. It's mm-hmm. uh, really, really charming. Yeah. And... Yeah, I, it takes me back to that point of everything about the room being reassuring. Mm. You don't have this walkie-talkie around your neck that's giving you kind of criticism while you're... Because, <laughs> you know, sometimes you're in an escape room and you're trying something and they're like, um, you've already used that? Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. But no, we knew that the red phone was there and yeah. we could go to it when we wanted to. And we weren't going to accidentally take it off our neck and leave it somewhere and then not be able to find it. Yeah, no, yeah. it was really lovely. And the hint policy that comes with it as well is also really lovely because the hint policy is have as many hints as you want. Yeah. Just, you want a hint? Take a hint. Hint away. Yeah, we'll we'll hint you up. Mm-hmm. And the thing that we were struggling with that we got the hint for was was that we'd found a key mm-hmm. and we'd found a keyhole and we tried jabbing the key in the keyhole over and over to no avail. Yeah, we're like, this is the only key and this is the only keyhole, so if we try it another time, it's going to work. Yeah, <laughs> and at that point we'd reached a bit of a dead end, so we got a hint and found that there was, in fact, another key. Mm-hmm. And this was a really lovely hint because the hint wasn't here is where the other key is. It's just there's another key. Mm. And... You found that key based on that hint, did you not? I did. I did find that key based on that hint. It was the perfect amount of information to have because it was, look for this, it's definitely in the room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where so, was it again? I can't remember. Um, well, when we went into the second section of the room, there were some <laughs> hanging on mm-hmm. and we, I briefly rifled through them. Didn't find anything, but then I went back a second time and realized that one of the was. Uh. So I 
and the key was in there. And it also had like a kitschy greenstone key ring. <laughs> I spent a lot of the room saying, oh, this is very Kiwiana. <laughs> <laughs> For our international listeners, what's Kiwiana? How would you define it, Kirsty? Uh, well, I, I can't define Kiwiana the word, but I can tell you things that are Kiwiana. Please, by all means. Okay, so... Definitely greenstone, definitely corrugated iron. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Um, bucket hats. Uh huh. Yeah. The dairy. Mm-hmm. Um, jandals. Jandals, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Uh, running out of things. Oh, wearing board shorts over your one piece. One piece togs. <laughs> Wearing board shorts over your one piece togs so that people don't see your butt. Uh, yeah. Excellent. Mm-hmm. So, if you've got any questions after that, yeah. international listeners, why don't you email New Zealand government? Yeah. Uh, they've not got much going on at the moment. No. I mean, everybody's got a lot going on at the moment. Not them. Not them. No. No. They're just being sweet as, bro. That's Kiwiana. Going back a step as well, the different drawers that got opened by the different things, there was another point where we got stuck. And I thought that I would try being a little clever. So the chest of drawers, and we'd, we'd already released the top drawer. So I had taken the things that we needed out of that and then put it back in. I was like, wait, what if we remove this drawer all the way? So I took it out and there was a piece of plywood stopping you from being able to access what was in the second drawer. I was like, damn, never mind. Wait a second. There's a gap at the back where the plywood doesn't fully reach. I reckon I could get my arm into there and find whatever is in it. So I was able to reach in and pull out the next piece of the puzzle, (laughs) uh, having circumvented a whole bit of puzzle. And I felt cheap, you know? I'll admit it. I felt like I'd cheated. Yeah. But... Also, no, I don't have a defense. I I cheated. Well, I didn't do the thing. And so I have an outside perspective of it. And I like to think of um, escape rooms as video games. Mm -hmm. And there are certain video games where there are multiple ways of solving a problem. Uh So you just found your own way of solving the problem. I I think, to me, the analogy is in... In video games, there's a thing called clipping where an object passes through another object where it's not supposed to. Mm. And in speedrunning, where you're trying to, where you competitively, I was about to say solve a game, where you competitively finish a video game as fast as possible, people will spend ages finding points where they can clip through a wall. Mm. Like like they'll shimmy up against a corner just right to be able to skip a whole level. Yeah. Uh, And I feel like that's what I was doing. I I was getting my arm to clip through the drawer. Mm. Okay, that's fair. Well, here's here's my ultimate defense, is that I told the room attendant that I'd done this afterwards, and she was like, okay, yeah, that's fine. Oh, she was so lovely. Yeah, like, you only skipped one puzzle, whatever. And, And the puzzle that we skipped was a geometry thing that looked really hard. Yeah, I was looking at it, and I was thinking, oh, this is kind of like the slide puzzle. Yeah. Like, you have to be good at slide puzzles in order to get this yeah we're gonna have to do maths Mm. on our fun holiday getaway exactly and we don't have big brains for maths no 
Anyway, so that thing that I found, I think that was the last thing that we needed. Mm. And so we got out straight after that. Yeah. And all that we'd missed was that there was something hiding under a piece of furniture. Yes. That was the only, if we'd just found that thing that was hiding under the piece of furniture, we would have been able to solve it. But we didn't look because I looked on top of that piece of furniture and couldn't see anything. So I was like, okay, well, I won't disturb it too much. Yes. Clearly, this is a room where everything you need is handed to you. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. I looked under some of the furniture dressing Mm -hmm. and then I saw nothing there and I was thinking, okay, this is a prop and this isn't a crawl on your hands and knees type escape room. This is a solve it with your big brain for maths type (laughs) of escape room. But turns out it was both. Yeah. Mm. And we got out having done the room in 24 minutes and five seconds. Yes, out of an hour. Out of an hour. (laughs) Yes. Um, I saw that the record for the room was something like 17 minutes. So we we were doing pretty well. Yeah. I think. I didn't realize there was a new list. There, There wasn't a list. I just saw a sign on the wall that had the lists of the fastest times. Right. Hi there, listeners. Jim from the future here. Just jumping in to say that you might have noticed what I said there was that there wasn't a list. There was just a sign with a list. And that that makes... uh, Let me just check my notes here. uh, No sense. What I was trying to say is that there wasn't an official leaderboard for the public to compete in. There was just a small document with references for the staff which I had a good old sticky beak at, because I can't keep my business to myself. And back to the episode. Well, before we go, I just want to do a quick shout out to the room attendant who was absolutely lovely. Um, I wish I'd asked for your name, but I didn't. So I'll just call you Princess Mata Mata Trapped Escape Room Lady. (laughs) I should clarify that Trapped is the name of the company. We're not saying that she was trapped inside the shop. We're not saying that she was trapped by some ancient curse or by a family member that she had incurred a debt to and needed to pay it off through months of working in an escape room. The company is called Trapped. T-R-A-P-D. Trapped. Is is there an apostrophe in it? I don't know if there is. Ooh. There should... Watch this space. We'll find out. Look at the episode title, because I will have Googled whether it has an apostrophe or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to coming back here. And it's the closest place to Hamilton that has escape rooms. So we'll be going and doing all of them. And I'm looking forward to it. Because this one, it wasn't difficult, but that's fine because we selected the standard difficulty. Mm. And I also think it's a slightly easier room. Yes, I would Um, agree. It's it's a kid-friendly room. Yeah. Yeah. But it bodes well for the other two rooms that they have on their premises. I agree. Maybe next time we can play them in hard mode. Yeah, this is, we should talk about this as well, because when you book, you decide whether you want to do the standard difficulty or the difficult difficulty. <laughs> oh, dear. It was sort of invisible where the difficulty change came in. Mm. I think suspect it has something to do with the tv that maybe if you solve one puzzle the tv comes on and gives you a clue that you then put in so it's adding in 
extra puzzles within the space, but mm. we'll have to ask next time we go back about exactly how they do it. Because I thought it was a much neater way of doing a changeable difficulty level than the one at confinement where you get two folders and you can only pick one because mm. um, that sort of takes you out of the room a little bit. This sort of sews something back up and then hides the seams, Yes, I think. I agree. So, Jim, my partner in crime. No, we weren't committing a crime. My partner in holiday. My partner in holiday. What would you rate Nana Jan's Kiwi Batch? I would rate Nana Jan's Kiwi Batch 4.3 jandals out of 5. Oh, hell yeah. Jandals are New Zealand English for flip-flops or thongs or sandals. Are, they, are jandals specifically the ones with the like the g-string between your big toe and your little toe, or is yeah. it any type of sandal? It's specifically the one with the g-string between the toe, and I believe it's a portmanteau of Japanese sandal. Oh, yes, interesting. Hmm. Um, anyway, I'm giving it four point three of those out of five. I, I thought it was a really great room. It was pretty light on sort of story, and the puzzles were a little easy for my taste. But the design was so uh, warm, not literally because the air conditioning was on, uh, but it was really friendly and uh, welcoming, and I had a great time. How about you, Kirsty? What would you rate it? I would rate this room a 4.9... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hokey pokey ice creams. Whiskey wow wow. Out of a possible five. Tell me more. Yeah, and that point one of a point was purely because of that first puzzle, <laughs> which was just a little bit less precise than the rest of the puzzles were, which were lovely and amazing. I had a wonderful experience from where to go. From? From where to go. Oh, right. I thought you said from where to go. From where to go. From whither this puzzle shall be completed. I had a great time. <laughs> and... We hope you did too, listening to this episode, because we had a great time talking about it for you. It's dear listeners. It's all for you, dear listeners. Mm-hmm. You can follow us on Instagram at Escape Hamilton, and we have also started a Patreon. If you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash Jim Fishwick, J-I-M-F-I-S-H-W-I-C-K, and chip in a few dollars if you like to help keep the lights on and in exchange you'll get bonus episodes of the show so there are a few up there already and uh, they're cheeky and fun and we think you're cheeky and fun yeah and they're secret and we think you're secret yeah you might be (laughs) we don't know are you a secret listener (laughs) we won't know how could we or unless you tell us yeah we'll keep the secret we'll keep you safe Lord of the Rings, Matter Matter, Hobbiton. Bye! Bye.